0: This podcast is intended for healthcare professionals.
1: The information presented is for general educational purposes only and should not be used as professional medical advice or for the diagnosis or treatment of medical conditions. The views and opinions expressed do not represent the views and opinions of our employer or any affiliated institution. Expressed opinions are based on scientific facts under certain conditions and subject to certain assumptions and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including but not limited to the diagnosis or treatment of medical conditions, or in any legal proceeding.
0: Full terms and conditions can be found at PortableBeads.com. And now on to the episode. and welcome to Portable Feeds the Pediatric Board Review podcast. We've got an extra special month for you guys this month because one of our colleagues Dr. Namisha Bajaj is here with us and she wrote all of the cases for this month.
1: Hi guys, I'm Namisha. I'm so happy to be here cuz adolescent medicine is one of my passions. So thanks to Ryan Liz and Sammy for having me on.
0: Like Namisha said, this is going to be all about adolescent medicine this month. So we've got five weeks this month, so there are going to be four cases, and then one review episode at the end like normal. So we'll have an extra bonus episode compared to the normal ones of the year. And let's just jump right in. Namisha, you want to start us off with the case you wrote?
1: I would love to. A 17-year-old previously healthy male presents for an annual physical exam. When examining his genitals, you notice a small ulcer on his penis that he had not seen before. It is painless, and he denies other symptoms, including fever, dysuria, and penile discharge. It is a solitary ulcer with smooth, firm borders and no underlying erythema or skin color changes. He also has no inguinal lymphadenopathy. He reports unprotected penile-vaginal intercourse with two separate partners in the last few weeks, but he is unsure about their STI status. You send the appropriate diagnostic studies, which are pending. Given his symptoms and the most likely diagnosis, what is the next best step to treat this adolescent? Is it A, 400 milligrams of oral acyclovir three times per day for seven days, B, one gram of oral azithromycin in a single dose, C, 250 milligrams of IM ceftriaxone in a single dose with one gram of oral azithromycin in a single dose, D, 2.4 million units of IM penicillin G, or E, initiate antiretroviral therapy. If you need to read the question or answer choices, feel free to pause the episode and read the case in the show notes. We'll be back in a sec. Welcome back. The correct answer choice is D, 2.4 million units of IM penicillin G. And Ryan's going to start us off on explaining the answer choices.
0: All right, so first I'm going to talk about HSV. So 400 milligrams of oral acyclovir taken three times per day for seven days is the treatment of choice for a, an acute herpes simplex virus outbreak, and this is different than the lesion seen on the penis of this patient. So this is the patient's first episode, and primary HSV typically presents with multiple grouped and clustered painful vesicles with inguinal lymphadenopathy. So this patient's vesicle was a single vesicle, it was not painful, and he did not have inguinal lymphadenopathy, making it much less likely that he had HSV. Patients with HSV can also have systemic symptoms such as fever and myalgias for 5-7 to days, which our patient did not have as well. Treatment with oral antiviral drugs should be started as soon as possible, ideally within seven days of the onset of clinical symptoms. HSV often causes recurrent episodes that predominantly present with vesicles without systemic symptoms. Recurrent episodes can either be treated episodically, for example, using 400 milligrams of oral acyclovir TID for three days, or with suppressive therapy, which is 400 milligrams of oral acyclovir once per day to prevent them from occurring. And is gonna talk next about our next answer choice.
1: Okay, so one gram of oral azithromycin is actually the treatment for chancroid. It can also be used to treat chlamydial urethritis, but we'll talk about that later. A chancroid is a solitary painful genital ulcer caused by H. ducreyi that is also associated with tender inguinal lymphadenopathy that presents as a separative lymph nodes called buboes, whereas our patient has a solitary painless ulcer with no inguinal lymphadenopathy. Depending on the location of the chancryde, it can also cause dysuria, dysperiunia, or pain with intercourse, or pain with defecation, also known as dyskesia. Upon initiation of treatment, the lesion should resolve within three to seven days. And that's after just one dose of azithromycin. Now, Ryan's going to talk about our next treatment.
0: So the next one was talking about 250 milligrams of IM ceftriaxone in a single dose and one gram of oral azithromycin in a single dose. So this is talking about the treatment of choice for Neisseria gonorrhea. Of note, the guidelines for treating Neisseria gonorrhea have recently changed. This may or may not be reflected on your board exam. So we're talking about the prior treatment of choice for this. So for this disease, most men with gonorrhea are either asymptomatic or present with urethritis, which manifests as a mucopurulent or purulent penile discharge and dysuria. Our patient does not have these symptoms and it's important to ask about specific sexual practices, including oral and anal intercourse because it can also present with prostatitis, pharyngitis, ocular infections, or disseminated infections, which determines which sites to swab for testing, as well as ultimate therapy. Another major cause of dysuria and mucopurulent penile discharge, though also often presents on asymptomatic screening, is chlamydia caused by chlamydia trachomatis. Patients with these symptoms should be tested for both bacteria. If they test positive for chlamydia, one possible treatment is one gram of oral azithromycin in a single dose, but if they test positive for gonorrhea, ceftriaxone is added to the azithromycin. Patients should be abstinent for seven days after treatment is complete and after treating sexual partners. In addition, they should also be tested for reinfection due to possible exposure to infected partners after three months. And next, Namisha's is going to talk about our fourth answer choice.
1: So our fourth answer choice is actually the correct answer choice, and this is 2.4 million units of intramuscular penicillin G. So this describes the therapy for primary syphilis. Our patient presents with a classic painless syphilitic shanker, which is caused by treponema pallidum, a spirochete. Syphilis can be diagnosed clinically, though definitive testing includes dark field microscopy as well as non-treponemal, BDRL or RPR, and treponemal, FRA, ABS, or TPPA tests. Reactive non-treponemal tests should always be followed with a confirmatory treponemal assay. If not treated, syphilis can progress to secondary and then tertiary stages of disease. It is important to know which stage the patient is presenting in because that determines duration of therapy. All patients who present with primary or secondary syphilis should be screened for HIV infection. For further discussion on congenital syphilis, check out our previous episode in the neonatal infectious disease section. And now Ryan will talk about our last answer choice.
0: So our last answer choice is to initiate antiretroviral therapy which is the treatment of choice for hiv also known as human immunodeficiency virus this can also be associated with syphilis and all patients with syphilis should also be screened for hiv but it does not itself cause ulcerative lesions it either presents with no symptoms or non-specific symptoms such as fever malaise lymphadenopathy and skin rash it is diagnosed via antigen antibody immunoassay in conjunction with an antibody test Due to the complex nature of management, treatment for HIV requires a facility experienced in the care of these patients, so they should be referred to such a provider as soon as possible in the course of illness. But we'll go into that at another time with an infectious disease topic. Well, that about does it for this episode of Portable Peds. Thanks so much to our special guest, Namisha, who's back all month with us.
1: Thank you for having me, Ryan. I will see you guys in a week.
0: Until then, feel free to visit us on our website, portablepeeds.com. Links in the show notes, along with our social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Special thanks to Zach Goldman for doing the artwork for our social media and our website. And until next time, happy studying.
1: Adios, friends. See you next week.